This is the Ignition Show. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to or welcome back to our podcast. My name is Chris Jansen, host of the Ignition Show, and our aim is to bring you a regular dose of ideas, insights, and inspiration you can actually use in the pursuit of your full potential and ignite the flame within you to live your best and full life. In addition to bringing you in-depth conversations with amazing guests, every other week, I'm going to sit down in front of the microphone and share with you some of the most important lessons and nuggets of wisdom I've encountered from training more than 10,000 people over the last decade, and also from the thousands of hours of intimate one-on-one conversations I've had with my coaching clients. So grab a pen or simply sit back and take in today's message. Let it sink in and ask yourself, how does this show up in my life? How can I apply the points that resonate with me to my life today? And what would happen if I did? All right, let's go. Let's dive in. Let's move over to the coach's corner. The other day I was preparing for a coaching session for one of my VIP clients. And as I often do, I have my clients fill out a short form just to tell me in advance what they're thinking of, what's been going on for them and what they want to achieve in our next conversation. And something came up on this gentleman's form that I see from time to time with my clients. And it was basically saying that he recognizes that he's sabotaging his success. And there's a comment about self-sabotage that he couldn't get out of his own way. And he wanted to figure out why. And it made me want to share with you today or ask you today, you know, do you secretly wonder if you're sabotaging your success and are frustrated at your inability to get out of your own way or to figure out how to change? I want to share with you seven signs of self-sabotage that can weaken your resolve and lower your self-confidence to take charge and to make things happen. The first sign is comparing yourself to others. And I spoke about this in depth in episode six of this podcast. You can always go back, if this point resonates with you, you can always go back and have a re-listen to episode six. But the problem that often shows up is people are regularly comparing their self or their situation, their home, their job, their their, their results or their happiness to others and then feel badly when they do that. You know, it's how often do you jump on social media and scan your social media wall and suddenly feel great about yourself? <laughs> Most people, when they're really, really honest, they kind of look at it, wow, all these other people are doing amazing things, traveling to amazing locations, and they feel bad about themselves afterwards. But perhaps a more insidious way we compare ourselves is really when we judge ourselves for not being as good or as successful or as worthy as other people. And often, comparison doesn't motivate us to do more or be better. Instead, it makes us feel like we never measure up, that we're not good enough. In fact, I had a conversation with a young gentleman just the other day who was asking me some questions about sleep. He, he found himself going to sleep very late at night. And he said around 1 or 2 a.m. And that wasn't, wasn't really, he was questioning whether that's really going to help him. And when he got honest and really reflected on why he's staying up so late, and he's a university student, he realized that when he finds other people doing better than him on quizzes or tests or exams in school, he kind of doubled down on studying. And he would study all through the night or into the, into the early, early hours. And then he'd be getting up at around 7 a.m. getting about six hours of sleep. And, you know, there's, no, there's nothing wrong in general with being motivated on to do better. The problem is, is that when we start to compare ourselves to others, and we that tends that leads us to double down on doing more work there's a difference if that extra effort those longer hours are being fueled by insecurity or whether they're being fueled by a desire to achieve something of greater importance or greater impact 
or to achieve greater results, having this motivation of a higher purpose, higher reason why you're doing this. And it can be a subtle, subtle difference. Sometimes it can fly below our own radar. But it's time to check in with yourself. What is your motivation for putting in the effort when you're comparing yourself to others? Is it genuinely coming from an ambition and an aspiration to level up the, the, the level you've been playing at? Or is your effort being fueled by insecurity, by anxiety, or by doubt? Check in with yourself. And if necessary, go back and listen to episode six and comparing yourself to others. If that's one thing that you do that might sabotage your progress and your success. The second thing that often shows up is focusing on what's not working or what's not right. Now, the problem is you think and you speak a lot about what's going wrong. And that makes you feel dissatisfied and kills your sense of purpose and ambition. Notice how often you speak about things that aren't working. Notice how long you dwell on the problem without taking action towards a solution. And often when we focus on what's not going right, sometimes, again, there's benefit from that. We can find out what's not right. We can dive in and do some, do some analytics or do some engineering on figuring out where the problem really lies. But too often, we just stay on the surface. And we tend to either blame others or we blame ourselves. Or often, it's a weak, it's a weak attempt to get attention or to send, get a sense of self-pity as a way to make yourself feel better for all these problems that you've got to deal with. And all that tends to do is keep us suffocated and keep us distracted from taking the action that we need to do. So check in and notice how you are speaking about things and what you're focusing on. And how much are you focusing on what's not working versus focusing on how to move forward? The third way that people tend to self-sabotage is they're being stuck in fear or uncertainty. Do you worry about the future and what might happen? Are you focusing on the negative consequences or big hurdles, which creates analysis paralysis and taking no action because of the uncertainty of what might occur? Uncertainty is no doubt a part of life, but so is courage. And with the proper guidance, you can break out of the cycle of fear faster than you think. And one of the biggest challenges I see with clients is that, you know, if they're wanting to achieve something big, where they tend to get stuck out of the gate is they're focusing on what they have to deal with into the future. So if there are, let's say, for example, there are 12 steps for them to achieve their ultimate success, you know, that might happen many months down the road, they're stressed out about what's going to happen in step six after they do the first five. Well, the problem is they haven't even taken the first step yet. They're focusing on step five when they should be only focusing on the first step they have to take, which builds momentum, which builds confidence. And as you get closer and closer to the challenge that you might anticipate, You'll be more armed with better information, with better results, maybe better confidence, but you're going to be better prepared to deal with what the next thing is rather than worrying about what's going to happen down the road. So check in with yourself and are you being stuck in fear or uncertainty without being really focused on what you can do right now? For me, my personal experience with that was when I changed careers. And 10 years ago, I was working in a very rewarding, very satisfying, very successful career in international marketing. But I knew there was a different calling for me. I knew that there was a next level for me. And I had to make a leap of faith. I had to transition, totally transition my career into high performance training, coaching, and doing what I do now. And what I realized when I got honest with myself is that the biggest fear that was holding me back was the financial concerns. How was I supposed to go from a steady salary in a good industry to going out on my own and creating my own life, creating my own income, when I had no idea how I was going to do that? And when I got really honest, it took me two and a half years almost to get honest that the only thing that was holding me back was the fear of the financial concerns. How was I going to support myself and my lifestyle? 
And when I finally realized that that was the one thing that was holding me back, when I got really clear on the one fear that was holding me back, I could get resourceful. I could get creative as to how I could manage around that. How could I tap into more courage to take the action that I needed to have? How could I have a smart strategy that didn't make a, create unnecessary risk or unnecessary stress in the financial part of my life? And with that level of clarity, I was able to take action and take action quickly. And I've never looked back. So check in with yourself how often you are being stuck in fear and do something different today to take action towards giving you more clarity or more certainty. The fourth area where people self-sabotage is they waste a lot of time. Now, do you tell yourself that you have plenty of time to get that thing done, but then you have to scramble at the end and end up hating the process? Do you fall into the pattern of doing mindless activity like playing gaming apps or scanning social media or other websites when you really should be knocking out the important stuff off your list? Notice what you do with your downtime and notice what you do with the bulk of your time and be honest if that's getting you the results that you want in work or in life. You know, I would suggest you make three lists and just get reflective. Three lists, and you call them, first list is distraction. What do you do? Where do you go when you go to distraction? When you want to distract yourself from doing the most important things, doing things that are really going to move you towards your goals and your ambitions, what do you do that distracts yourself? Mindless activity. The second column is, is you can title that delusion. What are the things that you do that you, on some level, you think are going to help you move forward towards your goals? But if you're really, really honest, they have nothing to do with that. You're deluding yourself that this is actually helping. Maybe you're doing excess research or you're excess planning. Maybe you are overanalyzing and doing, um, spending way too much time trying to figure out what's the best choice you can make rather than just making a decision, getting some results, getting some feedback, and staying in action. The third column you can make, just title that determination. If you're really determined, if you're really focused, what would your days look like? What would your mornings look like? What would you be doing more of than you're currently doing? And if you take those three lists, distraction, delusion, and determination, and you just do a little brain dump on how you're spending your time in each, three of the, each one of those three columns, you will very quickly identify where you are wasting time that is sabotaging your success. And then when you look at those lists, is decide which of those items do you absolutely need to stop right away? Which of those items do you dramatically need to reduce time? And which of those items do you need to dial up if you're truly going to achieve what you're really after? The fifth place where people self-sabotage is what I call self-generating stress. You know, people start more projects than they have time to finish. You put yourself into overwhelm because you lack an effective system to manage all of your to-dos. You avoid maybe difficult conversations and you don't address issues in a timely manner, leaving them to fester in your mind and become bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and the more you delay taking action. You know, stress is a part of life. But way too often I see people self-generating stress by using flawed strategies, faulty logic, and fundamentally bad habits for how they cope with the challenges that they face. And as I said, stress is a part of life. So let's deal with the stress that comes at us for real things that really we should be worried about or should be stressing over and minimize the amount of stress that we generate for ourselves. And I suppose if I had to, had to give one suggestion is to start with taking an honest look at how you prioritize your day. 
how you prioritize the tasks or the to-dos that you need to get done or the, the results that you want to create. And take a look at that because when people start to prioritize the big things that they've been putting off that they really want to make happen, they automatically bring some excitement to that versus getting trapped in the weeds, majoring in the minor things, dealing with all the shrapnel of life rather than putting effort in the bigger, bigger items. The more you delay on the bigger tasks that are really going to move the needle in your life, in your goals, in your projects, in your work, in your career, the more you're going to be fueled by ambition, not being suffocated by stress. The sixth place where people self-sabotage is they push away relationships. They push away people that matter most to them. Do you always feel like something is missing in your relationships or are you finding fault with the other person? You know, when a relationship needs improving, when your relationship needs improving, do you overfocus on decreasing negative interactions? Meaning their strategy is to maybe walk on eggshells, to avoid conversations, maybe even go to extreme of giving the other person the silent treatment. Do you overfocus on decreasing the negative interactions, but at the same time, underfocus on increasing positive interactions? If you're pushing someone else away, the reality is it's likely. If you really peel back the layer of the onion, the reason why people push people away is because that's become a coping mechanism and a protection mechanism for not getting hurt. And trying not to get hurt is a flawed strategy when it comes to wanting deeper relationships. And having deeper relationships or deeper connections is absolutely a fuel for success. And when you cut off, when you suffocate, or when you strangle the cord of your relationships, whether this is your intimate, most personal relationships, or whether it's your, your professional relationships and professional connections, that is an absolutely a way to isolate yourself from resources, from support, from collaboration, and from finding better strategies to move you forward. So check in with yourself if you're pushing people away and you're in up on an island by yourself. And how does that feel? And what impact does that have on you as you move forward? And maybe more importantly, what impact does it have on other people? in your connection to other people. The seventh and last way that people tend to self-sabotage is operating with a little or no sense of purpose. Do you ever feel like you have a lack of meaning and value in what you do? That you have no purpose or direction to where you're going? You find yourself looking in the rearview mirror, wondering where all the time went and what it all even means? Now, everyone can have a greater sense of purpose and you owe it to yourself to discover or find or just reconnect to yours. You know, having a sense of purpose is a unique source of fuel that we humans get to have. And having a sense of meaning to what we do is something that can often fuel us over, to overcome the greatest obstacles. And if you're not feeling that you have a sense of purpose, there's maybe two places to look. One is getting clear on what truly matters to you. What do you truly value? What's the real thing that you truly, truly want to create to have or to do in your life at this stage. Not in the grandest time, we're not talking 20 years from now, we're talking this year, this month, this week. What truly matters to you? And too often I see people who have drifted what really matters to them. They're either pulled into other demands by other people, too reactive to what other people need, and they disconnect from what really matters to them. So maybe it's time to just reconnect to what, what does matter. But often what can, the other place where people can lose a sense of purpose is they're actually involved in or engaged in things that are connected to their purpose, but they're so caught in the weeds that they've lost perspective. All their focus and their energy has gone to the, 
the annoyances of the day, the stresses of the day, the volume of emails they have to get through, and all the minor itty-bitty stuff that is maybe part of the business, part of life, but that's where all their energy and focus is going, and they've just lost connection to that, and they need to step back and maybe create some daily routines or rituals that allow them to reconnect and remind themselves why they're doing this. And sometimes it's just a simple a simple reflection or conversation with yourself or some way to take that higher perspective on why you're doing all the little itty bitty stuff. One of the greatest sense of dissatisfaction that I hear people in the corporate world is that, you know, the classic example of I've got 20 things on my to-do list, I only got four done and all their energy goes, goes towards the 16 things that they didn't get done. And they forget that the four things that they did get done were really powerful, really made a difference, really accelerated the growth of their, uh, their division or their department. So for me, one of the simple tools that have really made a big difference for my life is keeping a regular journal. And the opportunity to sit down at the end of the day, just reflect on the day, you know, how I showed up, how I moved my life forward, how I impacted other people, how I'm dealing with challenges that I'm facing right now. Sometimes if I have an opportunity to kind of unpack some of the things that are, might be stressing me or might be pulling my energy in the wrong way, that's an opportunity for me to to really step back, to take an elevated perspective on the direction I'm going, just to recalibrate where my mindset is going, where my actions are going, and to make sure that I'm continually operating with a strong sense of my purpose. So in summary, these are the seven signs that I commonly see where people are self-sabotaging their success. Number one, comparing themselves to others. Number two, focusing on what's not working and not right. Number three, being stuck in fear or uncertainty. Number four, wasting a lot of time. Number five, self-generating stress. Number six, pushing away key relationships. And number seven, having no sense of purpose. So which one of these resonate most with you? Or which ones resonate most with you? And what are you going to do differently about that? What are two actions you could take in the next 24 hours to reverse the trend? To demonstrate to yourself that there's a different way, that you have choices, and that you can be resourceful to tap deeper into your potential and to fuel your success in a more sustainable, more enjoyable, and more satisfying way. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We always want you to get the most of the time you've invested here. So this show is only valuable if you apply what you learned. And most learning, as I mentioned, is generated from reflection. So we'd love to hear from you and your reflections on what you learned or found interesting. Please join our community and go to theignitionshow.com connect that's theignitionshow.com slash connect. And let us know what struck you. And what was it that you heard today that you really needed to hear today? You can leave us an audio message or join our Facebook group and participate in the conversation there, where we'd love to hear your comments and follow-up questions. As always, if you like what you hear, please subscribe to our show, rate the show, or leave a review in iTunes. It helps others find us and helps us get better. We read every single review and comment that comes through iTunes, Facebook, and our website and respond to as many people as we can. And lastly, remember, whatever you dream of, whatever you hope for, and secretly wish you had, you're closer than you think you are, you're meant to have it, and you absolutely deserve it. Until next time, I'm Chris Jansen, and this is The Ignition Show.